When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Lafondra looking to get side of Font. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to another Elm Park preview podcast. It's going to be a bit different today, uh, mainly because... As you might have seen on the stream already, there's been quite a large 40, 50 minute podcast about Reading as a whole um, and what's going on at the club. So we thought we'd keep this short and sweet and we'd just go for the opposition fan preview. And today we've got Johnny Bullock from the, um, oh, completely forgotten your podcast name. Uh, Borough Breakdown. <laughs> yeah, Borough Breakdown. Sorry, I was watching clips of it earlier and um, I've been so focused on Reading today that maybe maybe other things are, are not sticking into my head. How, how are you doing anyway, Johnny? Yeah, I'm good, Matt. I'm good. And to be honest, I know we were just speaking off air there around, around Reading. So, and the, the the disaster that's been happening as of, as of late. So, there's there's no reason why you forgot to be honest. I feel like it's just a you're so upset at the moment with how red in the plane. It's totally understandable. So don't worry about it. Yeah, I mean, last night was not great, but I'm gonna try and not touch on that whatsoever because <laughs> it, it. I mean, neither was the weekend. I, you sent me a message on the weekend, like, oh, can you do a preview for our podcast? I was kind of like, not now, Johnny. Like, let's let's leave. Let me mourn for a, a couple more minutes, but um. Uh- you know, Middlesbrough season has been, I don't, is it fair to say up and down? Obviously, you started with Neil Warnock in charge. Um, yeah. And you got rid of him, you know, end of November. And then it's definitely been on the up recently. Mm, yeah, six wins and seven, um, which is not bad, is it? It's something that you don't really you don't really think about when you think about Millsbrough Football Club at the moment because that's it's such an unheard of run of form, isn't it? Um, but yeah, the season itself... I would say probably the first half of it with with Warnock, it was kind of like a, it was a steady ship going to be about fourteenth, fifteenth, probably the end of the season. The players didn't really fit the system, and it was Warnock's last year in charge anyway. And what Millsborough have been trying to build and achieve over the last few months, probably and maybe a year, is try to build like a project and a longer term uh, way of. Of, of running the club really and having a certain style from right from the very top all the way down 
and having Warnock there in charge kind of hindered all of that. So, put it bluntly, he had to go for it to flourish. Um, and we've brought in Wilder, and it's just we haven't looked back really. I think even though we we I think we lost against Preston, which was a fluke. Um, bar that result, we've been brilliant pretty much every game that Wilder's took over. So it's been quite nice and. I feel like I was so negative last year as a fan watching some of the football we played, but now it, it's all playing sailing, we're playing some really good football and you know we've made some cracking signings in January so far and, and Riley McCree to come in as well. So it's uh all all, all good on my on my end, mate. All good. Well, I don't I don't want to take you back to the dark days of Neil Warnock, <laughs> but um he is a name that often gets bandied around clubs at the wrong end of the at the championship and and on our Twitter recently, it's been no different. What would you say to Reading fans who want Neil Warnock? Obviously, you're not his biggest fan. Do you think that he'd do a job keeping us up? Do you think that it'd be yeah. fun to watch? Like, uh, what would you say to those guys? Um, look, Neil Warnock did exactly what we wanted him to do when he took over. Uh, when we were, when Jonathan Woodgate was in charge, clearly he wasn't working. We needed someone experienced to come in, steady the ship. And then we needed someone else to take us that next step. So if if Redden fans are looking for that, then Neil Warnock would probably be be a good choice until the end of the season, steady the ship, and then or maybe go into the next season, try to steady yourselves a little bit more. I know you were saying off air Matt, that around I think you have eight players contracted after this season. Is that right? Um, yeah. So with that, and if you want someone to steady the ship and that in, in that front, then Neil Warnock's probably a, a good choice. Um, but footballing wise, if you want to see good football, you're probably not going to see it. Um, but it will probably get results in the first few weeks and months, and then his teams get found out, and then he doesn't have a it doesn't have an alternative really. It's kind of long ball at the channels, man marking system, which will open you up quite a lot in terms of if, if a team's good off the ball, then you'll get bad essentially. But um, Warnock will do a job; he'll get you safe and he'll steady the ship. So it depends on what you want. Honestly, Matt, it depends what you want. It really does depend. Yeah. And I mean, as you were saying there um, and touching upon Middlesbrough have a project that, that Reading don't have. So like mm. there's nothing to ruin by hiring a bad manager that maybe, maybe you guys had. And, and if nothing else, Andy Carroll and Neil Warnock together feels God. like. Much better than Exactly, yeah. exactly. Although, having said that, Andy Carroll may not be here after this weekend because uh, yeah. that's when his contract runs out. But if he does sign on, I, I, I'm kind of in the market for that. That, that feels like it mm. could be good fun. But um, yeah, we'll get but, back to... Uh, to be fair, oh. to be fair, there's two offside goals yesterday. Like, that deserved a contract at the end of the season. And just just yeah. on those alone, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, I well, we, we've he... offered one, but um, whether he's going to have better financial, you know, options elsewhere... It's fairly likely, to yeah. be honest, given given where we are as a club. Um, yeah, let's get back to present day and uh, back to actual Middlesbrough. Um, so Chris Wilder has come in and, I mean, looking at the formations and whatnot, not much has changed there, but by the sounds of it, it he's changed the philosophy. Is that is that fair? Yeah, changed everything, uh, to be honest, um, on the pitch. I think Chris Wilder deserves a tremendous amount of credit for what he's been able to do in such a short space of time. This this squad of players could play football. They always have been able to. They've been able to make good decisions happen and also have really good off-the-ball movement and create chances. And under Neil Warnock, like I was saying previously, like the long ball at the channels and hoof ball to 
to maybe Uche and then try to head on for Duncan Watmore. It just it just didn't work. It, it, we were miss we had a, such a creative midfield and we weren't utilizing that at all. Um, so Chris Wilder has essentially just got us playing, you know, and he, he's got, he's got to put it simply, he's put he's got us playing and uh, on on the floor, good at creating chances. Having some, we're using the width really, really well with Isaiah Jones and I appreciate Mac Ball was on the left-hand side, but he's injured now. So we might see Aaron Connolly go on that left-hand side or Neil Taylor um, as well. So it, it, it just seems to fit really, really well. And then coming back to that project thing, Middlesbrough need, were always wanting to build a project. It was kind of like Project 5.0 for us, really, because we've we, we were constantly rebuilding having new managers in not having a sense of direction and bringing in kieran scott's head of football was kind of a, a big milestone for that and then also buying in from the from the chairman to have that too the players were bought in and brought in by kieran scott to try and fit this mold so then chris when chris wilder came in it was kind of that final piece of the puzzle really and now that everyone's bought in together it's gelling quite nicely and yeah we're going to have ups and downs but overall Chris Wilder's doing exactly what we thought he would do when he came in. So he hasn't, he has changed the, our style slightly and we are more progressive on the ball, like ball to feet, we're more hard work and I would say off the ball now. Um, and I think we might cause you guys a few problems really, which is going to be quite nice uh, for me to say that. But no, now I've, now I've said that, we'll probably get beat 3 0. So, <laughs> uh, but well, because well. three, three goals would be more than you've conceded since I think November. I mean, okay, you conceded <laughs> two in the cup. But um, in your last six, you've conceded two. Um, mm. Is that because you're on the front foot all the time or are you really good defensively as well as everything else? I think if you compare Millsbury's shape to what it was under Warnock and to what it is now, Millsbury's shape is in a different league to what it was. It's really, really balanced. It's um, we've got a left foot on the left side, uh, on the left side of midfield, a right foot on the right side, which in theory, like it sounds very basic, but it just makes sense. I think what Chris Wilder is very, very good at is doing the basics really, really well. It's world-class basics and he's got, a, he's got a side who could look average on paper overachieving what they're currently playing at. Um, but yeah, like in terms of like defensive structure and stuff, We've just abandoned this man-marking system which we had earlier in the season, which just doesn't work. It pulls you apart when you're off the ball. Um, we're a bit more zonal in how we work now, and it, it's it's paying dividends, to be honest. It, it was weird, the game at the Medeski, because I remember we went into that game with a, a right-back at centre-back, and mm. uh, I can't remember who played right-back. I think it was a tiny midfielder, and, and it felt like... Um, that's where Warnock should shine, just ping balls up to the big man the whole time. And, and it just never really happened. And I'm, I'm more worried now going into this weekend than I was for that game. And that's saying something. Um, yeah. Although that's with all, all the rest of our injuries as well, as, as we were mentioning earlier. Yeah, well, to be fair, like when we were saying that earlier on the injuries, I think you're in a very similar position last time, right? So it was about, I think you had like Norfolk centre-back, you had midfielders playing, cent- uh, midfielders playing centre-half, and a right back, and we didn't have a shot on target in that entire game. So it kind of proved that Warnock's system just wasn't working, and it was quite clear it wasn't. And I think our chance creations now is pretty much double <laughs> what we were seeing under Warnock. So, yeah, we are creating more chances now. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we actually create more chances this time, actually have a shot on target, because then that would be an improvement on the last game, wouldn't it? So <laughs> fingers crossed for that. Yeah, I'm not sure my fingers are crossed for that, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, true, Matt. Yeah, true. And and to make matters worse, as as we were talking about, or as you mentioned earlier, um, 
that you've actually brought some players in, which Reading yeah. can't do at the minute. Um, Balogun from Arsenal, Aaron Connolly from Brighton, like they're they're good players. Like mm. now, loans, admittedly, to the end of the season, but um, your side's only going to get better, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. We're in the market for probably a couple more as well. Um, we've got Riley McCree, who was at Birmingham earlier in the season. He looks like to pretty much it's a done deal, I think, as far as I'm aware. You know, he should be expected to be confirmed as of probably Monday next week. Um, so, and again, it's another midfielder, which will add to the ranks. Um, Balogun, fantastic signing. He's been... He's been watched by Middlesbrough and Chris Wilder for the last three transfer windows. So the, his style and his wave is working, fits quite well with what Wilder's looking to achieve. And Aaron Connolly as well fell out with Graham Potter at, uh, at Brighton. But that left, I feel, I feel like we'll see him probably on the left-hand side rather than we'll see him up front. Um, but yeah, really, really good signings. I'm so surprised that Borough's business so far. Um, but there's a player we haven't mentioned and it's, it's Boyd Munz who came from Birmingham as well. We seen him in an under twenty threes game uh, where Birmingham beat Middlesbrough three 0 and we were all we were saying on the pod, podcast that oh, he's a, he's a canny player him, but you know you, you just don't think anything of it, do you? Um, end up signing for us, and then he scored on his debut at the weekend. So you know he's twenty one year old. Everyone who we tend to sign at the moment is young, someone and someone we can look to sell on in the future, which is a really good business model, isn't it? But yeah, it's exciting times for us to be honest. Like really, really exciting. I think a lot, a lot of the fans are buzzing at the moment. They're really bought in, and the players we're bringing in is probably matching that excitement as well. But there is players to bring, and we definitely need a goalkeeper. <laughs> definitely. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Well, we've, we've got one that we could sell you who made uh, two mistakes against Kidderminster, but uh, you, you may Violet. not want him. No, um, well, it, it's quite funny because in the EPR group chat um, just before uh, this, I was saying like, oh, maybe Johnny can make the case for any disillusioned Reading fans why they might want to go support Middlesbrough. And to be honest, you've done it really well. Uh, I'm liking the sound of Middlesbrough now, and I'm not sure that I've ever said that before. Um <laughs> It's a, it's a nice enough place, you know. I've, I've driven down the A19 a few times through the middle of it, but I've never really thought about going to watch football too much there. But but now, now I might, Johnny. It, yeah, you know what, Matt? You could go for a pint, have a par more, and we can we can watch some good football. You know, like what's what's not what's not to like? Well, what's you know what? Like? I, I I believe I have had one of those before because uh... I was very drunk in red car once, and um, somebody <laughs> forced me to to eat one and. I've never been the same since. It was a life-changing experience. But um, oh, it is. It is. <laughs> the, it is. The the um last sort of question I, I want to ask you is is where do you think this Middlesbrough side could could finish up? Because when mm. Warnock left, he left you I think around fourteenth, and and now you're up to seventh, and and you don't show any signs of slowing down. See, that's the thing is with like with projects and stuff because you can get so excited and engraved in it and, and really feel it because you get this instant success straight away and you think, oh my god, we're going to hit the heights, we're going to get promoted, we're going to win, we're going to win the Champions League in two seasons. Like you get so bought in, 
and rightly so, really, with the way Chris Wilder's currently managing the team. And I think we will have a we will have a struggle at some point. Like all teams do in the championship, um, you're going to win five, you're going to lose five, and it's just the way the league works, isn't it? The start of the season, I was saying we won't even hit the playoffs, not a chance, nowhere near. Um, it's just just basically just basically due to the manager. But now you start to believe a bit, Matt. You know, you start to believe. You get that little bit of excitement in, and you think, oh, you know, we've brought in Balogun, we've brought in Boydmans, we've brought in, uh, we're bringing in Riley McCree as well, and and Connolly and probably we're going to bring in a goalkeeper and you think wow this 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 team can, this team can challenge you know this team can really get in get the end about somewhere um but now mate yeah i think playoffs definitely I, i'm all in i'm all aboard the chris, chris wilder train matt you need to come and join you know leave leave red and behind you don't you don't need that now you've drove through the a19 you've been to redka you know you're, you're practically a smoggy now anyway Yes, absolutely. I'm sure my <laughs> my Macam girlfriend would not be particularly oh, happy if I. Yeah, hen- oh, hence yeah. why driving through on the A19. But uh, I mean, this this probably isn't as much a test for you. But the game after this is Blackburn. Are you looking forward to that one? Oh, bag of nerves, absolutely bag of nerves for it. Um, I'm hoping Tony Mowbray cements his legacy at Middlesbrough and lets us win quite comfortably. Um, you know, he's a massive. For a legend, Tony Mowbray, isn't he? And I, I can see us going and getting a result. Um, I'm looking at Danny Ayala, former Borough player. You know, he, he's a bit of a loose cannon, so could you target him maybe? Um, but it's going to be a really difficult game. You know, since uh, Ben Brereton's got Diaz on the, on the end of his name, he's just turned into a wonder star, isn't he? Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be a difficult one. They're in really good form. We're in good form. Given if... Given... We beat Reading uh, at the weekend, which could be a really difficult game for us. You know, like these games aren't straightforward in the league. Um, but yeah, it, uh, that's going to be a game where you think if we get a good result there or even get a draw, you start to believe a little bit more, don't you? You absolutely do. And uh, uh, I'm rooting for you. Well, you know, yeah. who cares about Blackburn? <laughs> um, I, and my very, very final question is a score prediction for... This this game that's actually coming up rather than the Blackburn yeah. one. Um, I want to stick to the one I've had all week, um, which we had on the podcast, and I spoke to Proton as well at the EFL, and I've said three nil to everyone, so I'm going to stick with three nil Borough. Um, but now that I've said that, we'll probably get beat three nil, and Andy Carroll will score a hat trick, and it just be an absolute given that that'll, that'll happen. So. But yeah, I'm going to go 3 0 Bora, Matt. So I'm sorry for that one uh, to come on your show and, and say we're going to give you a hammering. But I'm feeling confident. Feeling confident. 3 0 would be good uh, compared to, <laughs> to some recent <laughs> results. But no, I mean, I feel like uh, Reading, and I've said this before on, on this podcast, Reading go into games always with a sense of optimism because we've pulled off some really weird results, like a win away mm. at Fulham earlier in the season. I don't think that we're going to win, but but I hope that we are. So I'm going to go with a 1-0 Reading win. And, uh, okay. yeah. you know, I'd take three points. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah, of course you would. Of course you would. Like yeah. I feel like if, if we got beat 1-0, I think Chris Wilder would lose his rag. I feel like he would lose his shit if that happened. Um, but, yeah, why not? Why not go for him? Be optimistic, you know? Yeah, I mean, Andy Carroll leaving present because, I mean, I can't see him staying yeah. after after this week. But... 
it'd, it'd be nice if he if he got on the score sheet one last time in a Reading shirt. You know, mm. maybe, maybe one of those nice overhead volleys, but on side this time. Yeah, absolutely. And he's a former Newcastle player as well, Jordy. So it kind of makes sense. The script's already written, isn't it? It's already written. Yeah, yeah. Glad to see you're agreeing. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll chat after the game and maybe I won't be quite as quite as happy. But Johnny, thanks very much for joining us. Um, I, I love listening to the Borough Breakdown. I do I do know the oh, name of it. I, I forget early, everything in the podcast when, when we start <laughs> go to recording. But yeah, it's a, it's a great podcast. So anyone that you know, obviously, you're not going to stop being a Reading fan because of this week, but Borough, Borough Breakdown's not not a bad one to go check out if you if you're thinking of changing teams. Um, thanks thank very you. much, Johnny, and uh, yeah, good luck for the rest of the season. Yeah, thank you very much, Matt. Thanks for having me on, mate. Thanks, mate.